Just remember what I said. If a character dies, you're homophobic. <laughs> Only if your character dies. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. <laughs> I can absolutely kill Chris and Tim. Matt is a member of the LGBT community. <laughs> <laughs> I am an ally. No. <laughs> LG, no, LGBTQIAM plus and the M stands for mountain. <laughs> ally is one of the letters. <laughs> and I definitely don't think Gygax is part of the LGBTQ community. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Just trying to oh rekindle some of the anger that was <laughs> we left off on. You said that and I immediately broke into a sweat, so this is gonna be... <laughs> Shut up. Still alive, but for how long, I can't say. I'm just going to keep documenting everything as it happens, writing as quickly as I can, so forgive the bad penmanship. We met with the Lord of the Tieflings, and he invited us to eat. Circumstances dictate. A degree of cordiality must be shown, and you are our guests here. Conversation began about our nations in the old war. You do not know what the giants do to us. The tieflings, you are the heartless ones. You are the desecration, not our nation. I merely pointed out that my grandfather was a hero in the war, and he had told us about the horrible things the tieflings used to do. But when I mentioned the name of my grandfather, Lord Amnon was none too happy. Fabian Sadowski. I know this name. He looks over at his advisors and they nod. And in an instant, the Lord of the Tieflings explodes into a puff of smoke. And he appears in his throne and pulls one of the pull cords. And the dark wooden octagonal floor below you plummets. He opened up a trap door and we fell into the pit. I fell into the pit. We fell into... Why do the catchiest melodies pop into my head when I'm frightened? There's a terrific crash as the table, the floor, the food, the plates, everything smashes below you as you float to the floor of this long cylindrical tunnel. It's just a big hole in the floor. And then there's a tremendous clang and you hear a horrifying scream and then as you hit the floor with your soft feather landing, there's something that hits the floor below you at the side of this thing and you guys are kind of speckled in a mist of blood and when you look up you see the silhouette of this giant iron chandelier has come down and covered the entirety of this hole like a like a manhole cover there's just 
sort of a waterfall of blood leaking down from <laughs> where one of the servants was cleaved in half. There's been no word from Firdosh. He had left to speak with someone. The reason I called you here to speak is because I see another war brewing. And it doesn't bode well for you up in the north. If you could find out from your cousin Sina and report back to me, I could possibly help you before the war overtakes you and your people. I just hope he's still alive. Firdas, in your pit you do not hear anything, you just see this awful creature staring at you and uh, it's like the, the horrible smells and the flies and everything are now emanating from him instead of the, what is now a destroyed portal. Time to Die Podcast Network presents The Giant's March. The road is long, but the world is small. Roll a what now? Initiative. Oh. That's 19 on the die. Plus one. So dirty 20. Before you stands this hideous humanoid form that's almost as tall as you are, except it's made up of the corpses that were strewn around the room of this tower, and it has four beefy arms. How long does your moonbeam last? Um, it's concentration, so I believe a minute. I can double check that here. You already took half damage from it, so. Yeah, one minute. And it's a uh, five foot radius, uh, 40 foot high cylinder. And I don't think I can move it. Oh, yeah, I can. I can move it 60 feet using a, an action to move it. Is that what you're going to do? Uh, let's see. It hurts it. The. Uh, first time on a turn when it enters the spells area the first time on a turn or starts its turn there. Okay. And so uh, you said it was already still standing in the in the beam? Well, he'd stepped out of the way when it destroyed the altar and took half damage for it so now he's adjacent to it. This is not a big room. I'm going to say this room is uh, 50 feet across. We'll say he's 25 feet from you. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to... Um, use my action to um, move it to it. I'm basically going to move it to where it's like focused just on the edge of me to where it's not getting me and then um, you know just right in front of the, the area there to where it's still getting it and it will have to make a uh, constitution saving throw. 27 con save. Well that passes. Holy shit. So it's only going to take uh half of eight damage so four radiant damage and maybe I should have used something else this thing charges at you with its forearms swaying and it, uh, it only uh, attacks for ten alright it just gets one attack even though it has four arms 
They're all swinging at once, so it's not a multi-attack. It's just a more damage. All right. Uh, ten miss. Uh, yeah, ten misses. Yeah, you uh, you're able to step out of the way and dip, duck, dodge, and dodge. I just have it uh, hit against my shield. Okay. Gonna make an attack with my fancy new magic spear. I'm gonna poke it. <laughs> Fifteen plus eleven. Hit. All right. Eleven magic damage, magic piercing. And on the start of its turn, it'll take and have to do another con save for the moonbeam damage. Twenty-four. All right, and moonbeam damage will be. So you jab it with this spear, and you see two bodies fall off the back of it. All right. <laughs> yeah, and then um, that'll be. 12 reduced by half, so 6 uh, radiant damage for the Moonbeam. Some more of the bodies in his, in his back end get singed, and you kind of see the wounds, they they don't uh, regrow, they just kind of close up the holes with the flesh and the bones of these uh, corpses. And he attacks you again. Alright. This time with a 23 to hit. That's gonna hit, yeah. Does 22 damage, bludgeoning. All right, and then I'll roll for concentration, which I have advantage on because of uh, my Warcaster feet, which I'm glad that I have advantage on, <laughs> and I fail. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, I take 22 damage, and my um, my moonbeam goes down. <laughs> he uh, he he is able to knock your shield out of the way, and then these three other arms just come tumbling down upon you. It's just blow after blow. You unnatural bastard. And um, I'm going to sort of um, reel back and I'm going to cast Summon Beast. I'll call forth a bestial spirit that manifests itself in an unoccupied space that I can see, which is on the opposite side of this thing that's attacking me. As the creature that I'm choosing it to resemble, it will be... I'm going to go with the big bear. And so this thing, I think it goes on my turn. So, uh, yeah, I think it can go, like, right now, after I cast it. Ursa, sick him! And, uh, yeah, this bear is going to make an attack on you. So does a 12 hit that thing? <coughs> Barely. Okay, so the first attack hits, and the second attack. So 16 for the first hit, and 18 for the second hit. Yeah, this bear starts shearing his claws through the corpse of this monster, and there's no blood or gore, it's just dust and flesh and brittle bones, and you hear them clattering and cracking under the, the weight of this bear's paws. Um, it's just nasty. It's got strips of flesh hanging off. It's got flies buzzing around it. And the heat in this room is still, even though the portal's gone, you can still feel your uh, your sweat evaporate off your skin as you fight this thing. And it's going to try and pummel you again with its four fists. Should be a hit. Yeah, my AC is 14, so. 12 plus 7. 19 damage. Alright, so, uh, yeah, I kind of brace myself and, and shake that off. Uh, yeah, I'm not doing great. <laughs> I think one, one more hit from this thing could probably do me in. So, um, 
You're not a beefcake like Mads. No, I'm, I'm definitely not. Uh, and so when it gets to my turn, I will uh, cure wounds on myself at third level. Three heal back. Um, and then the, the bear's going to take another couple swings. Hit him again, Ursa. Definitely hit on the second time. Let me see if it is 13 and 11 for the second hit. Yeah, this bear tears through this monster's legs again, and uh, you see the flesh continuing to reform, but this thing's starting to shrink down in size as the bodies topple from it, and um, he's about like half the size of when he started. He's still packing. A heavy punch, but he just doesn't have as much mass to him. Is let the bodies hit the floor playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's another hit. 16 bludgeoning. Okay. You know what? He, The bear's doing... <laughs> no offense. The bear's doing more damage to him. I think he's gonna try and spin around and start hitting this bear. Does uh? So the 16 damage goes to the bear oh, instead of me? Yeah, the bear's pissing him off. Okay. Yeah, this round I am going to attack again with my spear. I would get advantage, I would guess, since um, I'm flanking with the, uh, the bear. I don't know if that's in the rules, but I think it's fair. So, uh, yeah, 17 on the die, you know, plus 11. So that, yeah, it's definitely going to hit there. But it's only a lowly d6 plus 8. 13. And then my bear on the first hit and I'm glad he has pack tackets but that's a miss on the second hit it's 13 this thing is looking rough and the uh, the flesh at this point is some of it has stopped reforming as it's trying to focus on combat and not so much on healing it and then in an instant this entire thing explodes into uh, a sort of a mist of dust and debris as it floats through the air, almost as if blown by the wind. And it kind of makes you cough a little bit as it brushes past you and through you and um, starts to head up the stairs as a big wispy mass. And then it reforms into the shrunken body that it was before. And it starts uh, dashing towards the door upstairs from the hall in which you came. Is it still in my line of sight when um, it reforms? Spiral stairs, so you just catch the tail end of it and then it disappears. All right, well, then I will um, tell my my beast, um, get going after it. And I will also move my um, my speed, which, I mean, it's 120 per turn, so I think I could get pretty close to it or whatever, or get to where I could see it. And... Um, when I'm within 90 feet of it, or it's in my line of sight, whichever's more practical, um, I will uh, cast Melf's Acid Arrow at it. Excuse me? <laughs> it's a spell cr first created by Melf. Melf, okay. Yep. And uh, it's an Acid Arrow. I think you can catch him at the door, and I don't think your bear's going to be able to reach him. Okay. Uh, 19. Hit. Okay. 
that's nine acid damage, and at the end of your next turn, um, you'll take an additional 2d4 acid damage, which I'll go ahead and roll that right now, which is four. You see this monstrosity try to do that dissolve thing again, but it's there's so much going on, and the acid is just, he's leaking... Um, skin and flesh and bones and so he flings the door open and slams it behind him ah shit come Ursa and I continue to pursue it up the stairs you fling up in the door and you see him at the end of the hall towards where it goes outside oh, okay yeah I, I'm going to continue to run after it and as I'm pursuing it, I'm going to cure wounds myself again. Nine back. All right. He doesn't even open this door. Uh, he's able to focus enough that he's he bursts into a mist of dust again, and then he kind of goes under the threshold of this door and uh, outside. Yeah, so I'll open the door and pursue him outside and see if I can see him. He decided to head south, and so he's going towards the entrance of the castle and the kind of garden-y area. Alright, as I burst through the door and notice this, do I see any other, like, sort of castle guards or anything that I would have to worry about? Uh, you see the hot sun, which is um, kind of blinding at first, but otherwise the town looks the same as when you first charged in as a <laughs> elk or whatever it was. Alright. Well, I'm going to exhaust my movement, get as close as I can, and then um, throw my spear at it like a javelin. Go for it. All right. How far is it away from me? It's shrunken down now, so it's not moving at the distance it was or the speed it was, so you can easily get as close to adjacent as you want. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I'll get in within uh, 20 feet of it. That is a 12 plus 11. That's a hit. Chuck the spear and uh, 10 magic piercing damage. See, so, you now with that returning quality, do I have to use a bonus action for that, or is that a free action? It's a free action, it just instantly returns. Alright, so yeah, as soon as it hits, uh, it just returns to my hand. You see, it's at the point now where. All this regeneration, this closing of wounds, and this getting pieces knocked off of it, it's kind of close to the size of a regular man. It's about probably seven feet tall now, um, but looking a little scrawny. It's not bulky like it was before. Yeah, no, 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 my undead friend. Will not be escaping today. <laughs> Another burst of dust, and it moves. 30 feet through the air as if blown on the wind and reforms and then tries to go its full distance. But again, it's so small, it's like the distance of a normal person. So it gets probably a total of 60 feet from you. What do you want to do? Yeah, then I'll, I'll use, uh, you know, half of my movement basically to, to get up to 20 feet away from it again. And I'm going to do a ranged uh, attack again at it. And uh, has my bear started to catch up at this point? Because it's slower than I am. Not really. Um, yeah. It's you would guess it's probably in the hallway right now. Okay, but uh, yeah, it hits and let's see, five plus eight, so thirteen magic piercing damage. Then it returns. <laughs> 
I think your spear completely topples it at this point because your spear is massive and this thing is the size of a normal person so it just knocks it off its feet and it's prone now just laying on the ground and uh, it's probably the size of like the height of maybe a dwarf right now at this point and you see all these limbs and stuff mummified bones scattered across the pathway alright then I'm going to uh, walk up to it and um, just poke it like a kid poking a dead body with a stick (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you a coup de grace just to roll your damage alright that's a full six on the six sided die so uh, six plus eight you jab it with your spear and the the formation of it it just kind of all falls apart like if you were to pull a thread that had it all tied together and it's just a pile of uh, bones now I'm like out of breath after all that you son of a bitch <laughs> such an unnatural thing not even ill will take you into her kingdom upon your death Real perception. All right, that is not, not good. Seven. I think you are too tired and staring at your victory to and and looking for your bear to, to notice anything. But you are now uh, kind of at the corner, the bottom corner of the castle, right around the corner from the uh, entrance. Yeah, uh, my scraggly white beard is just like dripping like a watering can and it looks like rain underneath me on the ground Um, every time you got close to this creature you could see that beard was evaporating this mist of of liquid but now that this thing is dead they're forming real droplets and dropping down to the ground is there any sort of uh remnants left over valuable or even anything that some sort of knowledge could be derived from Nothing but skin and bones. Looks much like the pile when you first entered the tower. Um, has the the bear come around and um, made its way into my sight? I assume you left the door open so you can see it charging out now, and when it sees you in the pile of bones, it kind of slows its pace a little bit and starts approaching you. Cena and Maz, you guys are uh, up by this cage door as these uh, o- cyclops are pounding the last of these stakes. When suddenly, in this throne room, a couple of these little tiefling guys run in and they say, "There is a third giant. He is outside the castle." People start marching out towards the uh, entrance of this. Do the cyclops leave? Some of the cyclops went, but there's enough that they're they're still able to pound the last of the stakes into this grate, which is actually a chandelier. How long does your fly last? Uh, ten minutes. Um, I, you probably have like two or three minutes left. I don't know if your character would know that, but I'm letting you know. Okay. She would have been keeping track. Say I used acid arrow, how big would that be able to be? Within range and bursts into a spray of acid range area is 90 feet if you shot this at the grate i think it would do like speckle corrosion you know what i mean this seems like and then and then it would make like a circle of splatter damage physically i feel like that would make sense yeah all right so then i'm going to cast acid arrow 
and I'm gonna say, Matt, get out of the way. I'll swing over a little way. Oh yeah, I need to know that. <laughs> like you're hanging onto this grate, uh, so you're just gonna try and get to the wall. Yeah, and if I get sprayed by some of it, I get sprayed by some of it. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna do some fucked up shit. So that is. Do I have to make an attack roll? Mm, not for you're you're almost point blank. I'm gonna let you have this. Okay. So that's forty-four. Four. So that's eleven, and then it takes two d four. They t- it takes two d four at the end of its next turn, but we're not an initiative, and it's a piece of iron. So how how do you want to do that? Do you want it to just take that now, or yeah, go ahead and roll it. Okay. Three. So fourteen total. Fourteen total between those two. Okay. You fire this acid arrow, and it does hit the center of this grill of or this grate. <laughs> but um, it does this area effect of splatter damage. And so you see it spray across the grid of iron bars that are holding you in this hole. But you also see it, some of it speckles Mads, but he got off to the side. Some of it rains down on your companion's blow onto onto Bogdana, onto uh, Creed. And um, they just try to shield themselves with bits of the table and stuff that were down there you hear the sizzle like it's on a frying pan and you you see some of this stuff eating away at the iron uh, bars. It's not like it ever collapses or anything, but it's in some places it's almost eaten through. In other places it's just got pock holes. In terms of weakening it, you would estimate yes. You definitely weakened it. Keep trying. And she's gonna land on the ground before she gets a chance to fall. Okay. At this point, they've nailed the uh, stakes down, and um, every most of the people have left the room to go get this third giant or go investigate. Uh, I don't think the Cyclopses are intelligent enough to <laughs> think, oh, they're actually doing damage to this grate. So they just kind of start wandering out of the room to put their tools away. Mads, what do you want to do? Um, what I would like to do specifically is I want to get close to an area that's been pretty damaged and I want to swing my legs up and like wrap them around a bar and then try and use my, uh, my, both my weight and also, uh, my core to try and pull it down. Okay. Right on. Give me a athletics check. Okay. Holy fuck. Um, so that's a 17 plus 10. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Give me a higher low. Uh. High. Uh, this grate splinters at the point where you were hanging, and little fragments fall as this thing swings free. And it, it's got enough on the opposite end of this circle of splatter damage that instead of falling loose, it just kind of bends on a hinge. And so it's like a trap door that fell open towards you guys. And there is now enough room for you at least to get out. How, how to get the others out is remains to me be seen. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm going to go uh, monkey bar my way back over to where I put my rope in with the pythons. I'm going to grab onto my rope and I'm going to climb out then. And now I will find a place to tie off said rope. You currently have this throne room available to you. It's you and this corpse of a queen. Um, I'll tie it off, and I will uh, yell down, 
Go ahead and start climbing up. And then I will cast Moonbeam on the corpse. How much rope is it? Um, I have 500 feet. Hold on. I'll check. Oh, that's more than enough. I'm, I was just checking. Roll damage for Moonbeam. All right. Will do. So that is 14 radiant damage. The corpse explodes. Not all over this glass in case that it's encased in it. It just kind of explodes in at the floor and then it, all these pieces kind of scatter across the floor and bounce off the glass walls that this thing was encased in and it is now an empty throne. Mads will uh, look down the thing and he'll say, Hey, Cena! If we were not at war before, we are now! <laughs> what did you do? You will see when you get up here. Did you do what I think you did? I did! I have destroyed his mother! Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Firdas, you... uh, About the time that your bear reaches you and you're trying to plan what your next move is, you start to hear um, shouting coming from the entrance of this castle. What do you do? I'm going to go and uh, run back into the entrance that I left out of. And... um, I'm going to close the door behind me, and um, is there any sort of locking mechanism on it? Uh, it's a bolt lock. Okay, then I'll close the bolt. I'm going to uh, lean down to the bear and uh, say, um, Ursa, can you smell my cousins? And I'll leave that up to you, whether this, because uh, it's not an actual bear, it's a spectral bear. <laughs> so, Does it have perception, perception stats? It does have perception, but it's not like it's like, you know, like a real bear would have a bonus to smell-based um, perception or anything. Give me a high or low. Um, I'll go high. Alright, give me a perception check. So, 15? Mm. The bear just kind of s- stares up at you. Ah, <sighs> figures. Um... So I know that the place where that altar was, there were no other entrances or exits in that room, right? The two exits that you noticed were uh, on the opposite side of the portal thing you destroyed. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to um, go down to the, the first one. When you reach the bottom of the staircase, give me a perception check. So, 14. Yeah, so when you get to the bottom of the stairs, you kind of start to scan the room now that it's quiet and peaceful. Um, you actually notice three. Uh, there's one behind the portal, on the which would be north. There's one next to the portal, which would be more south. And then there's one behind the staircase, which would also be south, but more like southwest. So it's like a southeast, southwest, and then a, a north-ish. I just do a quick, like, eeny, meeny, miny, mo in my head as I stand there, and I'm trying to think quick before the others can unlock that door and get to me, and I'm going to go to the one under the stairs first. Okay. So, southwest, you... It's just an empty tunnel. There's no doors. There's no nothing, but the, the kind of crude cobblestone or tile floor has just turned to dirt and stone now at this point, and the walls that were made of brick are just earth 
and you start making your way through this dark hallway. But you can see enough to, to navigate since you're a giant, you have dark vision, and it kind of curves down and around a corner, and then uh, you get to another fork in the road. It's going to be a path to your left, or you can keep going straight where it curves around again. Do I sort of get the, the sense that one of these tunnel ways like, leads to fresh air? Nope. I look towards uh, Ursa, and I'm like, I don't think we're going the right way. Um, <laughs> I will backtrack, then, uh, yeah, just as I get closer to where it, like, opens up into the stairs, I, I will sort of, like, listen around before I just step right out there. Nothing. Well, <laughs> some flies. Okay, then I'm going to, uh... I'll go to the north one, and then as I'm, like, going past the altar, I want to take a look around to see if there's, like, anything, like, of note that's, like, sort of left or anything. Nothing but, uh, the pieces of this monstrosity that you tore from it. And then I'm going to continue down the uh, north passageway. It opens up into another tile floor room, but there's not really anything in here. And as you continue north... It's a long tunnel. If you were to kind of make an uh, just an estimated guess as to the length of this tunnel, you get the sense that it's kind of leaving the underground of this castle and more like probably going underground into the city. I'm going to roll an insight check for him to see if he would feel like he was going the right way or not. And that's a 19 on the die. Common sense would lead you to believe that you're probably leaving the castle right now underneath it, and you would need to go south to get deeper into the castle in order to get to where they probably are. Yeah, so at this point I would backtrack and go to the last entrance. Um, this entrance goes down a long hallway, again with the rocks and the dirt, and then uh, another room, and it bends to the left. When you go to the left, you can see, again, two options, a south and an east. Give me an insight check. 13. You would probably guess that east would be leaving the castle again, south would be kind of getting underneath the entrance of the castle, closer to the center of the castle, really. Yeah, I'll do uh, the south then. You go south, and when it comes around the corner, you see a longer open hallway, and at the very far end, you see another spiral staircase, and all along to your left and to your right, you see these empty cells with jail doors on them. And they're a giant size since this was all constructed by giants. So there's just bones and stuff uh, littering these floors. I suppose this is both good and bad. Good that they're not in here. And bad that I still do not know where they are. Ugh, come, Ursa, let's not waste time. And I start going up the spiral staircase. And uh, once I start going up that, I'm going to slow down to, um, like, remain as stealthy as possible. <laughs> Aubrey just wrote in the chat, Wow, must be nice to be able to keep your animal companion. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, he only lasts an hour, so... <laughs> Cena and Mads, um, this rope has just been dropped down to the bottom of this prison. Who's going first? Uh, while I'm waiting for them, I am going to go and uh, start kicking down the door. I don't even care if I can get it open. I am breaking that shit. 
You've got a door to the south, to the east, and to the west, and then to the north. The north is where the throne room was, so it would go behind the wall where the queen's throne was butted up against. All right, we'll break that one first. Okay. I'll use my battle axe for help. Give me a strength check, and then, uh, Cena, why don't you give me an athletics check, if you're going to climb this rope. (laughs) Okay. Do you want it to be an attack, or just a straight-up strength? Make it an attack. Ten. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I think you're able to climb it, but you're... (laughs) You're really slow. This thing is awkward, and you're probably not very well versed with climbing ropes, and you're having to use a lot of upper arm strength and body strength. So, I think uh, I think Bogdana is gonna come up behind you and start like holding on with one arm as she gives you a, a foothold with her other hand as pushes you up forward, and then pulls herself behind you and continues this cycle until you're about halfway. Oh, up. my love. Okay. <laughs> It's it's uh, it's kind of shocking how much weight she's able to bear on one arm as she pushes you upwards. <laughs> wow, you're so strong! And she doesn't actually say that, <laughs> but um, but she thinks it, and we all needed to know she that. She thinks it. She's sitting there going, "Wow," doing like the hair tuck. Wow, you're so strong. Um, okay. Mads, if this was any normal door, you'd just be able to flick it open with a finger, but you're, this is giant's construction, and it's very thick wood. I think this is going to take you a while. Is there any strategy you want to employ to, to weaken it? So I would like to... I'm going to chop at the hinges and then kind of, like, back up um, a few steps and then kind of charge into it with my shoulder, chop at the hinges some more, back up, fucking shoulder it again, and basically rinse and repeat until I get it open. In that case, give me an athletics check. All right. I'll roll for my fat bard. That's not great. That's a 13. (laughs) Three plus 10, though, still gets me a 13. (laughs) 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 That's so dumb. (laughs) The fat bard is very much struggling. And I think at this point, uh, Bogdana is kind of like, she pushes you up with one hand, then she reaches down and pulls him up with the opposite hand, and then she climbs, (laughs) and then she pushes you up and then pulls him up. (laughs) It's very inefficient and stupid, but it's it's working, so... (laughs) Meanwhile, you can hear Mads grunting angrily, and there's just a loud (laughs) thwack! Thwack! <laughs> Mads, you shatter through this door and you are instantly hit with an intense heat unlike any you've ever felt before and all the liquid on your body any sweat, any saliva, any moisture in your eyes, they instantly go dry and you start to itch and before you, this entire room is piled with bodies around the perimeter of the wall and there's another portal with the whale bones, but this one's much larger it's almost the size of you, these whale bones come up to almost eye level and the flies in here are thick and it's just all so nauseating the the horrible stench, what do you want to do? I am going to pull out a javelin and I am going to huck it as hard as I fucking can at at a piece of whale bone they're much larger, so they're not hard to hit, but they're going to be obviously more difficult to destroy. Give me an attack. All right. Seven plus ten is a 17. As Cena 
is just starting to crawl up out of this pit. You land your attack into this whalebone, and then this whole thing lights up. But it's it's this dark energy. The flies start swirling around, and uh, it begins to pulsate. Yeah, I'll give you one more action. I am specially equipped for this type of bullshit. These whale bones is going to be comparable to cutting down a very dense old hard tree. Um, how far is, are the whale bones specifically? Like, how far are they from me right now? Like 50 feet. Okay. I am going to hold my breath, charge in there, and fucking smack it. Like, really smack it, and I'm going to smite this motherfucker this time. I don't see any reason why you would miss this attack, so just give me the damage. Okay. So that'll be uh, 25 damage, but 18 of it will be radiant. You said axe, or what we're using? Uh, I'm using the glaive for this one. It wedges about halfway through this uh, thick whalebone. There's this tremendous explosion that knocks you backwards. You're a big dude, so I don't think it slams you against the wall, but you just stagger backwards. And then all the bones start to swirl. And uh, the whole wall that separated the throne from the portal begins to crack. And all those little bits and pieces of the queen that you scattered they start swirling as well as Cena would see and when the wall falls they get sucked up into this whirlwind and you see the formation of uh, a body made of bodies in the shape of a dragon (laughs) it's standing taller than you it's probably standing about 35 to 40 feet what type of horrid construction are you? No response? No matter. And Mads will smite it again. Okay. Uh, this thing is just forming, so I think you would have the opportunity to smite it before it can do anything. Now, I would like to point out, undead things get extra damage from radiant uh, stuff. So, yep, double damage. That. Okay, okay, just make it sure. Uh, and Cena, you are out of the hole. I think Bogdan is currently pulling Creed up out of the hole. Uh, she's getting out her crossbow. Okay. Yeah, you can see all this now. It's behind the glass at this point, unless you go through the doorway. But the whole wall collapsed, and her bones got sucked up into this monstrosity. So it's all visible. I got a 29 to hit. That is definitely a hit. Um, we have 15 radiant damage and 14 regular. And I do have a second attack, if you'll allow it. Yep. All right. And I will use my last second level smite because fuck the world. Uh, 18 to hit. That is a hit. Also, I accidentally used a D4 or a 3D8s instead of a D10 in that last one, so it was less damage than it could have been. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, so the radiant is going to be 10, and the um, slashy is going to be 12. Okay. So as they are finally getting out of this pit and Cena's drawing her bow, and I'm sure the others are starting to arm themselves, 
Matt, you take your glaive and you slash through this horrible dragon with all your might before it can kind of come to its senses and you immediately see several of these corpses fly off of it and hit the back wall of this little uh, closety room and uh, it shakes its head and it looks down at you and then it lets out this tremendous roar. Mads will look the thing dead in the eyes and he'll say, I believe in my language. The response is, fuck you. 